Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome Outlouders. A lot of you are probably aware that on the 2nd of July, Jessie Stevens, the regular co-host of Outloud, gave birth to her little baby girl, Luna. I was in hospital with Jessie last night and I said, Jessie, I understand you're trying to breastfeed, you're sleep deprived, you've just birthed a human, but the Outlouders be waiting just got, to hear something. They've got needs. They've got they've expectations. Got and Jesse said, absolutely, I've been waiting to speak to the Outlouders directly about my birth. I mean, she wanted to in labour, but, you know, she was distracted. Mm. So we recorded a voice note. And oh, I haven't heard this yet. I thought I'd play it for you guys. Hello. Oh, can you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> She's made a podcast debut. She's made a podcast debut. They have little oinks. She's oinking like a guinea pig little Luna. Luna was born on Sunday and... We are both doing very, very well. She is perfection. She has been very happy in hospital. We should be going home soon. And we miss the Outlouders and we just wanted the Outlouders to know that little Luna came on the 2nd of July, three hours before her due date, but she did take her time coming out. It was a marathon labour. I cannot wait to tell the Outlouders all of the details. I've interviewed so many women about their birth stories. I'm obsessed with birth stories and how the hell you still end up having a birth story that is unlike anything you expected is wild to me. I am now a proud ambassador of the epidural. I'm going to reach out to them, see if they want to do some partnership, maybe sponsor out loud indefinitely because I can talk about them all day. But look, enough about the epidural and more about Perfect Luna. She is perfection. She is just perfection. I haven't really slept, so I'm rambling, but love you out louders. Thank you so much for all your lovely messages and congratulations. We are very, very happy. Can't wait to tell you more. Obviously, Jessie's story is her story to tell. So we're not going to try and tell that today. And also we weren't there. Well, you were there for some of it. So what we're going to do today is give you our birth experience of Jessie's. So Elfie, feel free to ask any questions if things aren't clear, but it all started on Friday morning. I woke up to a few messages because Jessie had started getting pains at about 1am and so I was speaking to her in the morning and it was an out loud day and she was very aware that she didn't want to tell people in case it was Braxton Hicks, in case it wasn't anything or in case it went for days and days and days and then, you know, you feel bad because you don't have an update. There's something with the first baby as well that you don't think that it's it like because you don't know what to expect 
And so you're like, is this it? Is this not it? I don't know. Is it a false alarm? So she started getting these contractions and I was on the phone to her very early Friday morning and she was kind of timing them and just giving me moment by moment updates. She said it's a lot like period pain, but she had done a lot of kind of calm birth stuff, all her affirmations, something to know about Jessie. And the out louders will be surprised by this is that she went full woo-woo in the lead up to her birth, which is very anti-Jessie. She usually just does that at the end of the year yeah. when she starts <laughs> listening to Oprah's podcast yes, yes. in December. What but else was she doing that was woo-woo? She had a bath every night and said affirmations. So her affirmations were things like, my contractions cannot be bigger than me because they are me. I am having this experience with my baby. Like I'm giving birth with my baby. We so are in this together. She's not, a hippie that advocates she, for epidurals. <laughs> it's not the cynical Jessie that we know and love. Then kind of, you know, intensifies, she goes to hospital, gets her epidural. So then I come to hospital. Jessie and I were just talking shit for hours because it was clear that this was very slow. You know, I'm just on Instagram giving her updates, like, what's going on? Meanwhile, I went and got a fringe. Yeah, you went and got a fringe. You went and got a haircut when she went into labour. In my defence, I had one booked already. (laughs) It was my regular, you know, trim and root touch-up. And as I was sitting there, because I'd known that she'd been in labour for a while and I had no role, I had no job to do, as everyone knows, Getting a fringe is not about the fringe. It's about having big feelings. And I had big feelings. <laughs> I have to say, getting that in my inbox when Jesse was in labour, I was yeah. like, there's never been a more Mia thing. Then like, something's going on. I got a fringe. <laughs> and then I was also like worried, oh, my God, does it look like I'm pulling focus? Yeah. Does it look like I want attention? And it's not. It's just because I panicked and I didn't know what to do. And, <laughs> and I was now at the hairdresser. And now I have a fringe. So I was in the hospital and then they said it would be a few more hours until they kind of checked everything again. So mum and dad were kind of hanging around the hospital. So the three of us went to get dinner. I was at dinner and I felt weird. I felt weird. I, there was something, there was like adrenaline. I it's had a bit a of twin. an upset tummy. I didn't eat. Was which it the is... gas that you were huffing <laughs> in her room? <laughs> the, do- the doctor's like, that's why we don't give gas. So gas- people aren't giving birth. Claire took the gas to dinner. <laughs> yeah, I just had the gas machine. But I, I had a bit of like... Anyone who knows me, I would never go to dinner and not eat, but I didn't eat. I was too nervous and then got a message from Luca saying it's happening. So it had been agreed that you wouldn't be in the room for the birth. Yeah. That was going to be just a Luca-Jesse thing. It was controversial though because you wanted to be there and you were sadly cast out. Would you theoretically have been allowed in? Yes. I believe so. have a number of people in now that it's not COVID anymore. Yeah, Yeah, I believe so. And so my idea was hide in a cupboard. I'd buy yeah, a curtain. you're very small. And then, you could have done and then just pop out and be like, I'm here. <laughs> I thought because when I got to the hospital, no one else was there. It was Sunday night. Mm. Coco and I arrived together. No, actually, we arrived separately because she had a party to go to. <laughs> and she was like, what time's the baby coming? Because she's so excited. She's like, what if I need to come to the hospital? And I went, look, the party's quite close to the hospital. I'm going to head in just because I feel the need to. On my way to the hospital, I get a call from Luca going, She's fully dilated because I was kind of psyching myself up. It had been going for so long. She was not dilating very fast. I was worried that it was going to end in a cesarean. Not that there's anything wrong with cesareans, but I think everyone can agree if you have to go through a full long labour and major surgery, that's kind of the worst of both worlds and it's unfair (laughs) and it's too much for a lazy girl. So (laughs) I was literally just close when I got that she's 10 centimetres, which if you're not familiar with childbirth is the amount that your cervix needs to be dilated when it's go time. Mm -hmm. It is push. Like Mm -hmm. at 10 centimetres, the baby starts to come. 
So when I got there, I called Coco and she got there from her party, but then it was just the two of us and you weren't there. And I thought, this is weird. You must be in there hiding in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I also appreciate the chaotic energy coming from your household of somebody turning up in like party outfit and you with a fresh fringe. Yes, (laughs) Yes, it's so true. And then Jason arriving because we came in three cars, which is not good for the environment, but it is what it is. And he came and it was a good moment in the cricket, as we discussed on the main episode. (laughs) He He had the cricket live streaming. So then we're all kind of waiting outside and then... We were allowed to come in. And you got the, the call baby. at the pub, though. Yes, yes, yes. So we ran from the pub. I was like, Dad, no offense, no time for your He steak. also was watching the cricket. Yes, 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 yes. He was very into the cricket. And so we ran back. We got lost. <laughs> it was a whole, it could have been a movie, how lost we got and how much I was like, I need to see this baby. Oh, you must have. And so then we got there, waited a little bit, and I went in. And just before you got there, though, we saw the doctor, who happened to be the same doctor that delivered Coco, at a light jog which I did reenact for a video, which I put in the group chat <laughs> because I thought that was very exciting. Yes. He went, hey, Mia, and I'm like, hey, Stephen, and he was at a light jog. He was already masked up. Oh, yeah. that is exciting. It was, it was like 8 o'clock on Sunday night. It was a bit movie. I mean, I was like, did he seem panicked? Did he seem worried? And she's like, it's hard to tell under the mask, but she said, I don't think so. Yeah. His jog was, he wasn't sprinting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a, I have somewhere to be and in then, that there's a baby coming. We got a text saying, baby girl is here and she's perfect. And oh, and It's so fascinating that when I kind of walked into the room, it was me and mum who went in first, and I know Jessie's been pregnant for nine months. I've known there's a baby girl in there. I speak to her every day. I have touched the tummy and felt her move and, you know, you kind of know her personality. And you walk in and Jessie's holding a baby and it makes no sense. It may, I'm like, where did she come from? Where did you get that? Where did you get that? Because it was in her and then it was out of her and yes. there was a whole other person in the room. There's this, it seems so big, even though she was, she's a little, she's a little baby. Kilos. But she seemed so big in that she's got toes and fingernails and hair. <laughs> when Luca came out a little bit after the baby was born, they obviously had a little bit of time. He came out to tell us and then obviously we couldn't come in, all of us, because it was... Jesse's parents, Luca's parents, us, and Claire, and your husband, mm. Rory, and Coco. And Remy, Luca's other brother, was away. He was in, away with friends. So we were all there, and it was very clear that Claire went in first because there's a hierarchy, right? And I'm very conscious of this because I'm not the mother of the mum. I'm the mother of the dad, which puts you lower in the pecking order. So I was saying to someone today, I was talking to my best friend, and I said that pecking order is clearly Claire and me. I went in and I'm not a crier. I'm emotionally constipated as, a, as a person. Absolutely lost it. Oh, Heaving, Claire. completely lost when it. When you were in there, because by the time you came out, you were bawling. Oh, uh, from the moment I walked into the room to the moment I walked out, <laughs> absolutely inconsolable. One of the midwives was like, has something happened? I was like, it's a miracle of life. Like, it's so beautiful. Did you hold her straight away? She was on Jessie's boob. Okay. And so I, like, sniffed her head, gave her a little tickle, played with her feet, all of that. And... Jesse and I have kind of been... Oh, Anne was with you too, I should yes, say. Yes, Anne Stevens and Claire were the first in. Yes, and mum was just like, well done. <laughs> you did very well. I love how no-nonsense your mum is. Yes, yes. She's no, like, she didn't cry. Good birth, good birth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good innings, well but done. Jess and I have been trying to, because obviously there's, you know, the moment where she saw 
Luna for the first time. Then I came in and saw her. And we've been trying to think of the word for it because there just doesn't seem to be a word for it. In the English language. No. And the only thing we could come up with was just awe. It's like, Jesse's like, it was like seeing the inside of the universe. It's like seeing something impossible Mm. happen. And I remember listening to a podcast a little while ago and hearing someone say, when you have a baby, you often start to think of human beings and yourself a bit differently because you see a newborn and think, this person is perfect no matter what they ever do, no matter what they achieve. And it kind of gives you a bit of self-compassion and compassion to the people around you because you're like, we're all babies trying to have love and eat some food from mummy's boobs. It's the most like, woo-woo I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I know, is, but I'm loving but it. But there it's is gorgeous. something about seeing a newborn and thinking oh, yeah. you are loved unconditionally and it's so ridiculous that then we spend our lives having these hallmarks of what, what we have to achieve and it's like, no, you are perfect as you are. Just a little baby angel. The word miracle is overused, isn't it? Especially for something that happens like every day, like all <laughs> many the time, times every many day. times <laughs> yeah. to many, many women. Yeah. Yeah. When I came in, she was also breastfeeding and I thought, oh, poor Jessie, already I'm way too close to her boob <laughs> for her comfort. <laughs> it's all already gone pear-shaped, but luckily she was on happy hormones. Oh. I think the relief and the... There was a confidence in Jesse that I've never seen before and a a pride mm-hmm. that I've never seen before mm-hmm. with Jesse, even of all the things she's done, which are epic. I've never seen that. And she just seemed, this is gonna sound so funny, but she seemed like a woman. Mm-hmm. She seemed older. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she seemed like she knew what to do. She was someone's mum. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a girl anymore. And it was very emotional and seeing Luca and it was it was overwhelming too. Did you lose it the moment you walked into the room? I felt all the feelings but it was almost too much like I didn't cry at the birth of any of my babies because it was that same thing of just almost shock happy shock. It's a bit like when you have a baby if you're with the co-parent of that baby watching the relationship between the baby and your partner is a whole other thing that there's no word for that makes you fall in love with them even more and is just, it's like joy. I, I actually feel that way when I see Luca and Jesse together. Mm. I feel exactly the same way. Like it fills my heart as if it's me yes. who's madly in love or who's being loved. And it feels like that, like watching your child become a parent it's already filling me up in a way that I didn't even know was possible. Anyway, out louders, thanks for bearing with us. I hope if anyone's still listening, this has given you a bit of an insight into what it's been like for us. Jessie, of course, has her own very big story to yes. tell. She's just feeling, we're all feeling all the love from all of you. It was funny. I was lurking in the out louders group over the weekend while she was in labor and there was messages like, is our baby here yet? <laughs> And when I was there visiting, Luca was in the rooms where you can go and it's like the education centre where there's just, it's sort of empty. And I was in there with him and the baby and a woman came in to fill up her water bottle and she was clearly an out louder and she's like, I love the show. And I went, that's Jesse's baby. And she goes, yeah, I thought it might be. And Luca went, it'd be weird if it wasn't. Yeah, because he's holding it on his chest. 
<laughs> this is another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that is among the midwives and we just, you know, Jessie's feel, very much feeling the love. I love the outlouders who have said they went up to their partner and said Jessie and Luca had their baby as though their partner should know who that is, as though it's like friends of theirs and their partner's like, good for them. <laughs> but the parasocial relationships are bloody mm. real. I really feel like... The Outlouders have been on the whole bloody journey. Yeah. And it's so exciting. And I know that Jessie has just been overwhelmed by the support and excitement and everyone's been so lovely. 